Birth Association and IndieBirth.com. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Welcome to IndieBirth's series of podcasts here on iTunes, Taking Back Birth. Hi, Marin here today, which, with, (laughs) not which, (laughs) that's a perfect way to start this podcast, actually, and you'll see why in a minute. I am at the end of a pregnancy, and this could be the last podcast I record pregnant, only because I'm also super busy, which I'm going to talk about. Uh, So not that birth is imminent, but just the way time moves and the amount of projects to get done, this may be it. So I'm laughing because I started the podcast stumbling over my words, which illustrates what this podcast is about so perfectly that I could not have planned it better. This is one of the few podcasts where I'm just sitting here in my office on my comfy couch, and I'm just going to blab. And I suppose if it really gets ridiculous, maybe it won't be a published podcast. But if you're hearing this, it's just me sitting here on a rainy day at the end of a pregnancy, feeling everything and just laughing, I guess, at myself too with how interesting this phase is. And it's bringing back memories, actually, of recording the very first podcast of this pregnancy when I was about four weeks and pretty sure I was pregnant, but, you know, not 100%. And I sat probably in the same exact spot and kind of had this same feeling of being ungrounded in a way, or maybe it's just being grounded somewhere else. Uh, but even more so now. But the similarity is not lost on me. I think there are so many similarities with the end of pregnancy, uh, you know, to the beginning. There's so many ways those two phases are the same. But I don't think I'm really going to talk about that. It was just something that struck me here as I'm sitting and babbling. Uh, what really is on my mind to share Today is just kind of boxing up this feeling and these sensations of being between worlds because I'm fascinated by this stage of pregnancy. I'm absolutely fascinated by it. And in a way, I wish it could go on longer because I feel like even though I've been pregnant so many times, gratefully, uh, and reached this stage of pregnancy, gratefully, There's still so much I wish I could extract, you know, like just squeezing out all the goodness and all the insight and all the beauty and all the humor and, and, you know, even all the, the more serious stuff that comes along with being at the end of a pregnancy. Um, Maybe you're not as fascinated as me and this won't make sense, but I have a feeling a lot of you are. And if you're at the end of a pregnancy and you haven't really thought about these things, which is totally fine and normal, uh, part of the theme is actually not thinking, then maybe you'll just feel some resonance with what I'm saying. I think the way I'm feeling certainly isn't unique to me. And 
has been pretty much the same with all my pregnancies that get to this point. And again, I'm just fascinated by it. I don't even know what I'll talk about other than that. Um, My fascination is just enough to have me sitting here feeling this place that is so interesting. Um, There's so much like work, right, that goes into being pregnant and, you know, keeping everything going for lack of a better description. So, you know, just eating and, you know, feeling the baby and getting used to not sleeping, like all of these things become our new normal. And in this phase, right before birth, I feel like I'm literally hovering above the ground with, you know, all of these ways of being that I know are soon to be different. Um, And I'll soon, you know, have my feet back on the ground in a different way. And maybe not for a while, actually. Uh, But this idea of being suspended in time and sensations that have become so real and so um, like expected and almost common at this point, right? Gratefully, a baby that's moving all the time and feeling those sensations inside my own body and, you know, um, feeling the different ways he moves and times of day that he moves and, and checking up on that mentally and emotionally. And, you know, again, just having that be the normal, but being aware that there's just different things to come. It's just this void, but not in a bad way. I think, I don't know, maybe void implies that there's a lot of emptiness somehow. And I don't feel that way. But I mean, there's a little bit of everything, honestly, in all the stages of pregnancy. But this intensified walking between worlds, um, I think that is a really beautiful way of looking at the labor process. And I certainly feel that way about labor. But sitting here in this space, I realize so intensely that this between worldsness starts way before labor. And in fact, is a good percentage of the pregnancy experience for so many of us. Um, And I don't know why, you know, more percentage than others for some people, Um, some pregnancies, or maybe it's just the timing or the number of baby, I don't know, bring out more of this feeling of having a whole entire pregnancy be kind of caught between worlds, which I felt a little bit at times throughout this one, Um, although mostly grounded and able to be present in this world and this time, uh, increasingly as we get towards this labor process, which is bringing the baby here on this plane, obviously, things get more atmospheric. They get less tangible. And literally, you can find yourself like sitting on a couch like this, you know, floating somewhere. Where is it? You know, it's not where you were a couple months ago with maybe, you know, the plans in your head or the checklist. And you're not on the other side. The baby is not here. 
You know, you're not resting comfortably in that space of triumph, hopefully, and peace, but you are suspended just in between, knowing what's happening, but not able to maybe, you know, intellectualize it as much, which is greatly my problem lately. Um, I can feel things more, but even getting the words out, even in a podcast like this, is hard. It's like I find myself kind of grasping and struggling to find the right word for these feelings that are so three-dimensional or maybe, you know, four-dimensional, whatever, five-dimensional. They're so complex. And I really do believe that they are not just our own feelings, but just this compilation of our lineage, of our ancestry, of you know, our grandmother's grandmother's grandmother uh, who birthed and what her feelings and experiences were. I do feel that even though I couldn't name them again, you know, or, or write the story, I know that that is part of this experience is this channeling, um, for lack of a better word, of experience. And so I sit with that, and that feels really right and really deep and really emotional to know that we're not alone in this experience or any other, really. But there's something so raw about approaching birth Um, and, you know, something so common, really. We've all had ancestors (laughs) that have birthed, so we can easily feel that and identify, I think. Uh, But this space gives us the opportunity to do that and removes the veil between the real world, as we call it, and the spirit world. And the spirit world, of course, is where, you know, the ancestors are. And I would probably believe Um, some layers or levels of our own spirit babies, even the ones in utero, um, they're not fully embodied yet. And depending on your own experience and pregnancy and soul that you're carrying, I believe there's varying degrees of embodiedness (laughs) in utero. Uh, But certainly, I don't think they're completely there. They're not integrated yet, and, and they won't be until they're on this side and beyond. Um, So it's this place where you know, I can feel that the ancestral line is also sitting comfortably with this new soul in all the ways and maybe preparing him uh, or her, I suppose, for the journey that's to come. And so, you know, in this beautiful way, it feels like we're so united, all of us, um, our ancestry, our lineage, and just women in general, that we all get this time, um, you know, again, gratefully, uh, if we're pregnant, and we have healthy pregnancies and, and all of that. Um, we we have this time before birth, that is truly just magic. Um, I don't know what other words I could possibly use, other than what I've shared, you know, being suspended and being just absolutely uh, in bliss in kind of the best use of the word, you know, so not in a everything has to be happy 
but a feeling of connection that is deep and knowing. And it really, you know, I have to access my rational brain for a little bit. I guess I can't help it in some moments, which is totally fine. I can't believe that our culture has gotten as far from normal birth as we have. And it's moments like these I realize how simple it is and and yet how complex it is that when women are in this medicalized system um, that's constantly engaging their intellect, there's no knowledge, there's no room for this space. And, you know, women at this time in pregnancy in your average situation are being bullied perhaps, right? Um, What about this test? What about that test? You need the groupie strap test at this point in your pregnancy. Um, When you get to 40 weeks, this will happen. We'll need to start non-stress tests. God forbid you go beyond 41 weeks, then you have all that to deal with. Um, So it's just so striking with the way I'm feeling, how awful, how counterintuitive, how dangerous it is to not allow this space in women and in ourselves, really. So maybe we don't know any better. I certainly didn't for my first pregnancy, at least. Um, And so we don't know. We allow ourselves to be taken out of this bliss, of this otherworldliness that truly is our preparation for birth and mothering. This is truly it. I can say that, (coughs) and I mean it, And I can feel deeply that this is true after all of the births that I've personally had, um, that there is no separation between pregnancy, labor, birth, and mothering. It is a continuum. And so this point is so clearly, to me, the beginning of the journey. And maybe it's not even the beginning, right? Maybe it actually started... X number of weeks ago, right, at a certain point with a certain thought. But this is a very obvious, um, you know, point of entry, I think, for me right now, that I can so clearly see labor and birth flowing out of this space. There is no difference. It is not something separate that happens at this magical hour on this magical day, even though our brains like to tell us that it is, right? Labor starting. The journey that I am on with this baby to bring him here has already started. You know, whether it's three weeks or four weeks before me, uh, this this piece has begun. And again, this place of being not quite here and there, um, having access to our ancestors, all the things that I've shared are true for me, I do think can be true Uh, in varying ways and forms for everyone. So what are we doing to women to take them out of this space? Um, How often are we not respecting where they're at and not honoring that? And even as a midwife, uh, you know, I'm certainly a human. I'm not perfect. It has given me more compassion that I hope I can really bottle up better maybe than I have in the past for this stage Uh, because I've known this stage exists I remember relishing it with my second baby my first baby was an induction so I didn't have that opportunity or didn't know about it and with my second I remember the first time of being able to sit in this glorious space of you know baby could come anytime and where am I and who am I and all of these great questions um 
So I've experienced it many times and I would like to have even more compassion for women I serve in remembering this space. You know, it's the most crazy thing, this space and even just pregnancy in general, something like baby movement, right? You think you'll remember exactly how it feels or a contraction. You think you'll know you'll remember, but there's something that leaves our brain when the experience is behind us. And so perhaps this compassion is one of those things that I want to know deeper um, so that I can more truly serve women at this stage. And so by that, I mean, even though I know it exists, I can easily find myself uh, doing the status quo sort of thing with women, at least occasionally. Um, And by that, you know, kind of taking them out of this dreamy state And instead of asking about their dreams or, um, you know, questions like that, uh, we engage in other conversations that are more analytical or intellectual or, you know, she needs to make a choice about A, B or C or should make a choice about A, B or C. And I feel like I'm fairly compassionate and I understand, but I still think I could do better being in the space now that I'm in. If I had anyone (laughs) that I was working with, which, of course, you know, there's no one helping me here um, other than Margot, who will be attending my birth. I don't have anyone checking in with me for better or for worse. And so I realized how intolerant I would be in this moment of anyone asking anything that took me out of my space. Um, You know, the brain is not functioning in the same way that it was earlier in pregnancy or will in the postpartum. It's actually 100% true uh, to my knowledge that the brain shrinks at the end of pregnancy. And I recently learned that and I found it just so fitting and I couldn't even tell you the reasons why because my brain is not working in that manner. But essentially, it's so, I think, uh, that we can be in more of this primitive, animalistic, raw state and not bother ourselves with time, numbers, details, choices. Making a choice right now is extremely hard, uh, but just acknowledging that that's the space and it's okay has been hugely relieving. So, um, you know, my husband asked me the other day about something Probably it wasn't even a big choice. Maybe it was what to have for dinner. And I said to him, you know, I just can't like just go ahead and choose these things right now because I can't and I don't really care. So there. (laughs) Um, Another example would be the real lack of linear thinking. I know there are things I have to get done and I will and I can focus on them. But details like time and numbers are totally elusive. I've had a couple of appointments this last week that I just had at the wrong time in my brain, um, despite conversations, despite having it written down correctly on a calendar. It's absolutely wild, especially for someone that's fairly organized. Um, You know, I'm not a real spacey person in real life. So (laughs) to have this experience of of feeling that way and acknowledging it and accepting it, I think is humbling 
And I don't know how many pregnancies it would take before perhaps you could just expect that more. I find it's always a little surprising because there are moments, even in this state, that you do integrate back in, right, to the real world. Um, Maybe that's your child asking for something or you're having to read a book. Uh, There's so many examples where we do come in and out. Like I don't feel that I completely can float away every minute of every day. But a huge part of time is spent that way, especially in sleep, especially in dreams. I've felt that although my sleep is really not good, it's preparatory in the way it's kind of chopped up. So, you know, an hour and a half to two hours at most, get up, pee, maybe eat, drink, whatever, um, go back to bed and dream something that I can't ever recall, but that I feel it's a journey already with this baby, which I haven't necessarily felt or noted with my others, uh, just that we have this kind of like ride all through dream time together where we're getting we're getting acquainted better and we're getting to know each other. And, you know, on some level, we're making our plan for how this is all going to go in a couple of weeks. And that's something really subtle that's cool and that I hadn't noticed until now. And that makes the lack of sleep, you know, more tolerable because it's kind of this crazy, magical time of night. Um, Yeah, I don't think I've noticed that before. So that will certainly change uh, as it should when a baby is earthside and and everything is just different. Um, This isn't a podcast about that part yet, although I'm sure I will share more as I do every time because that's a whole different journey. That's a whole different out of body, trying to find your center, trying to find your feet. That's kind of like the other side of the coin from this one. You know, it's like this is the up the mountain and the mountain top is birth. And then postpartum to me feels like coming down the other side of the mountain. So all the adaptations that go with that, a lot of the opposite adaptations, but the similarity, I guess, is still kind of being in the spirit world, having access to that, um, you know, not really having your feet on the ground and just having to live it because that's the space we're being asked to be in to be in this journey. So that's something I'd like to leave people with, if anything, beyond my babbling. Uh, if this is new to you or if some of these thoughts and feelings resonate with you, then embrace it and don't apologize. And there's no need for any of us who are close to birth to be anything different or anything more than we are being. Everything goes, in my opinion. Um, Being in this space is probably the most important thing, you know, despite getting food in your children's mouths or, you know, whatever it is that really has to get done in your day-to-day life to function. Beyond that, there shouldn't really be anything or isn't anything that is more important than engaging in this part of the journey because it's so crucial for what comes next. Uh, Again, it's not separate. It's not unrelated. Where we are now definitely carries us through I'd like to think kind of like a river you know like water uh, from one point 
um, on the banks to another. And that's this late pregnancy to birth. So I think that's all I have to blab about. Like I said, just off the top of my head and with what I'm feeling. And should I ever go back and listen to myself speak, which I kind of can't imagine doing, but who knows? Maybe one day my little baby here will listen to a podcast like this that I've made about him and my experience. And that feels pretty special too. So blessings to all on their continued pregnancy journey, if that's where you're at. I might get to say hello again about another topic here at the end, but if not, I hope to meet and greet you with love and health and wellness on the other side of all this. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.